This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. It's a Thursday and we're talking lawns and gardens. So if you have a lawn or garden question, Rachel Painter is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning. Great to have you with us on this beautiful sunny day. It is. It's so pretty outside. Good day to do some outdoor work. It is. Yes. It's still not hot yet. So get out there and and get to it this morning. Now, what should people be doing this time of the year? Here it is, the 25th of June. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, if they haven't gotten anything uh, planted yet, I know personally I still have a few things sitting in some pots that I need to get into the ground. Um, So if you're like me and just things have gotten away from you, maybe spend this time to get those things in the ground. You're going to be making sure that you need to water those, though. So, um, you know, it's going to get hotter, drier as we go throughout the rest of the summer. So if you have newly planted plants that you have put in this spring or even recently, make sure those are receiving adequate water as we go through July and August especially. Um, But basically, you should be enjoying all of your hard work that you put in from March until now in your garden. So, you know, I've talked to some fellow gardeners and they're sitting around with some lemonade, enjoying their blooms and their pretty yards. Um, And just make sure you keep those weeds um, out and everything watered, like we've said. Um, But other than that, you should be enjoying um, all of your hard work so far this year. Now, there's a lady who grows purple top turnip greens, mm-hmm. and uh, she had them on Swap and Shop today, so they're obviously in season, uh, mm-hmm. and those are mighty good. Uh, yes. what, what should you? When should you be putting things like that in, or can you still be putting that in? It depends. Um, so for certain things, you can be reseeding those, replanting those uh, transplants right now in your vegetable garden. You need to make sure, though, that they can reach full maturity and you will have time to harvest them before um, for summer crops before we uh, reach our frost date in October. So if you look at a seed packet, it's going to tell you the time to harvest or time to maturity and With that date, you need to count forward from today, basically, and see if you will have time to grow that plant to full maturity and be able to harvest that plant before it is killed off by frost for those summer crops. So, uh, for instance, you could still be succession planting, you know, squash and things like that, things that are a little bit faster. And some people will do that just because they have planted a squash plant earlier on. It might be uh, reaching, you know, kind of its full potential for that plant by mid-July, so they might plant another one now so that they will be able to harvest continuously throughout the rest of the year until our frost date in October. So again, um, just look at those uh, plants 
the seed packet or look up and see uh, how long that plant will take to full maturity or time to harvest. And then that length of harvest as well. So you don't want to just reach full maturity. You want to get the full harvest season out of that plant. Um, You can look up our gardening calendar. So it's just called the Tennessee Vegetable Gardening Calendar online. And you'll see the last dates uh, to plant certain things. So I know uh, some of those planting, you know, final dates for putting those in the ground are coming up. So you want to look that up. Again, just look up UT, TSU Extension, um, or just look up Tennessee Vegetable Gardening Calendar, and it should pop right up. And again, we have those on that calendar, so you can look at those dates and make sure you're not planting something that you won't be able to harvest. Okay. Let me ask you this, because we've had people asking uh, if the ag sitter is open again. The office is at the ag sitter. No. (laughs) Um, So we are basically in a a strange schedule right now, and each county is going uh, by the number of cases of the coronavirus cases in that county. And so we have to go 14 days of uh, no increases in cases or rate of cases um, in our county for us to be able to put um, an agent or a you know, staff back in the office. So other counties surrounding us, I know that they are open. They are in phase one. Um, So that means that they might have one person in their office. Here in Rutherford County, it's simply just because we are a larger county. So Davidson County is also still in phase zero, as we are calling it. Um, And that just simply means that we are still working from home. So you can still reach us. Please do still reach us. We are still here to help. Um, So you can just call our office at 615-898- 7710 or you can find our website and all of our email addresses are on our website so you can reach us um, individually on our website just look up rutherford.tennessee.edu all spelled out and um, again our our website will come right up and you can click on um, the staff tab and you can see um, all of our email addresses again so you can reach us uh, individually if you would like to but it's, again we're still working we're still working from home uh, hopefully we'll be back in our office sometime soon um, but again uh, we're still here to help but you have to have zero increases in COVID-19 in the rate of cases yeah it's complicated um, it's all on our um, main extension website so if you looked up um, UTIA even and at the very top of the page um, there's a little red bar you can click even on our Rutherford County page all extension websites have that there and so it outlines um, our schedule for going back um, or I guess you could say plan not schedule um, and it'll outline that for you so you can read all about that um, and you can also read all about uh, UT Knoxville campus what they're go- what they're doing this fall how they plan to go back safely um, so all of those plans are online uh, ready for you to read let me ask you this uh, because the farmer's market is open but it's slightly adjusted also Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course tomorrow is a farmer's market day 7 a.m until noon Mm -hmm. on friday and tuesday at the lane agri-park 315 john r rice boulevard what uh, different is happening at the farmer's market We do have our vendors spaced out, um, so you can um, have more space just in general to social distance inside. We are using both sides of the farmer's market so um, that we can space everyone out. And um, we are also asking people to wear masks um, just to help our vendors um, and our employees stay safe and you stay stay safe as well. Um, So that's going on. All of our classes, so our educational classes um, that most people would be able to come and um, 
see live there at the market at 9 a.m. are online. So those are on our YouTube channel. Um, you can just look up uh, UTTSU Extension Rutherford County, and it should come up on YouTube. And so all of our educational market classes have been recorded, and we are posting those on the day that they should be happening. So you can find them again on our YouTube channel. We're also sharing those on our Facebook page. So you can just look up UTTSU Extension Rutherford County on Facebook and find our Facebook page and find all of those videos there. So um, it's still a great way to gain that education and gain that knowledge and see what we are sharing about and teaching about. But again, they are all online. So those are not happening in person. And that is simply to protect um, you as an individual, but still get that education out. We have a text message here from a listener, and they are saying that they have some tiny white bugs on their tomato plant. It's it's in a pot, they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are these tiny white bugs? Uh, they're very small, they say. And what can they do to get rid of them? Well, And what will it do to the tomato? Um, well, it's hard to know exactly without looking at a photo. Um, but there are some different insects that are typically on tomatoes. Um, aphids, I'm not sure if they are familiar with those. Um, but they are tiny little sap-sucking insects. And they can be white, green, pink, translucent even. Um, So those are probably the most common insect to find on a tomato is an aphid. And so they're very interesting looking. I would hope they would look that up. Um, But there are other ones out there um, as well. And um, But it just kind of depends. I would like to look at a photo. Hopefully Mm -hmm. they could send me that. Um, And you can also just... As a side note, you can always send us photos um, of your plants. If you have an issue like this, you can email those to us. And again, our email addresses are on our website. And we would be happy to look at that for you um, and try to figure out what's going on for you. And then we can recommend um, what to do. Um, On tomato plants specifically, they could have white flies. Um, So again, it's hard without looking at a photo. It could be aphids. It could be white flies. Um, but depending on what it is, they could spray, um, they could spray a insecticide, of course. So, um, there's plenty of those out there, but again, it just depends on what they're looking at, um, based on what I would recommend. Now, if they went shopping tomorrow at the Mm -hmm. farmer's market and brought a picture on their phone Mm -hmm. of the little white bugs, could they ask somebody there, maybe who's selling tomatoes, about how to, what what are those? (laughs) I mean, they could. Um, Sometimes commercial growers are, um, you know, growing on a different scale than a home gardener that might have one tomato plant. So they might choose to attack that in a different manner. Um, But that's fine. Extension agents, we are not there at the market to try to reduce the number of people that are there. So, um, you know, we would not be there to answer that question. But, again, they could definitely take some of those photos and send them. Um, They can send them to our county Facebook page, again, by message, or they can email those. So, again, my email address is on our website, but it is R-E-A-T-H-E-R-1, as in the number one, at U-T-K. So just go ahead and email me that photo, and I'd be happy to look at it for you. All righty. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that one number, 615-893-1450. Tomorrow is the Farmer's Market, 7 until noon tomorrow, right there at the Lane Agri-Park. And one of the things people are doing is getting plants 
there at the farmer's market. Uh, whether it's a bush you're looking for, mm-hmm. flowers, small trees, things of that sort. Yes. And you get to get them from somebody who grew them, who got mm-hmm. them started, uh, right here in this area. So you know it's it's good for this area. And since you get it from them, you could ask them questions. How do you mm-hmm. plant it? How, how do I make <laughs> it grow? It? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's some beautiful blooms over there, too, that um, those growers have available for you. So just go and look at them. I know I saw some beautiful hydrangeas last time I was there. And one of the great things I enjoy about the farmer's market is the cheese, the variety mm-hmm. of cheeses, the farm fresh local honey. You heard correctly, yes. local honey. And we're certainly getting uh, pollen and hay fever <laughs> and stuff like that. So that'll help you reduce those issues uh, with local honey. Uh, how much local honey should you have to reduce your allergy problems? I am not sure. I'm not sure about an actual amount, you know. Is it a uh, gallon a day? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could eat a gallon a day, but um, I'm not sure. I've always just done um, like a tiny spoonful and coffee or something like that. Um, so it just kind of depends, I guess. But, um, you know, even just a small spoonful a day, even in your coffee or on a biscuit or something like that, I've heard that that can definitely help. I'm not sure if they've done any studies, though, that show, you know, how much you really need mm-hmm. to eat. That would be an inter- interesting one. I'd probably sign up myself. <laughs> Maybe somebody listening has uh, their own formula. Yeah. And, and it's worked for you. I remember Myrtle Glanton Lord, uh, who mm-hmm. lived into her 90s, but never would, she never talked about her age. Uh, <laughs> and she would come running up the stairs huh. in her 90s. In high heel shoes. Wow. And just a ball of energy. And I said <laughs> one time, what are you, what what are you, you doing? Yeah. You know? And she said, I take fresh local honey every day hmm. and mix it with, uh, with vinegar. Oh. Uh, the two of them together. I'm not uh, sure that it, tastes good. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just continued to enjoy the honey because yes, I figured that yeah. sounded good. <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of people who mix it with vinegar. Really? So uh, if you're if you're one of those, mm. call us and tell us how that works for you. What ratio? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, is it a teaspoon to a teaspoon, a tablespoon, <laughs> or or how much do you use every day? Yeah. And does it work for you? Yeah, I think I'll just stick to just the honey. Well, there was a while that people were selling some kind of vinegar, and I don't remember hmm. what it was. Uh, I, people sell everything once in a while. <laughs> yeah. But they had some kind of a mixture hmm. that was being sold, and they would sell it in, uh, I think, half-gallon jugs. Oh. And you would, you would drink it. Uh, I bought some once <clears throat> and wanted to try it because I thought, if it's that great, let's yeah. try it. Mm-hmm. Well, it tasted a lot like vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I could do that every day. I don't know about that. Maybe if I was making some cucumber salad. Ooh, that You know, good. and had tomatoes and cucumbers and vinegar. That mm-hmm. sounds pretty good. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Rachel. How are you today? Uh, could you give me that uh, phone number on that uh, last uh, call in on that Chevrolet truck, please? Sure, be happy to. That number is, let's see, on the Chevrolet truck. I probably, if if you didn't ask me for it, I would have had it right in front of me. Six one five 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 six four nine one five. 
That's it, buddy, and I sure appreciate your help. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Action Line from WGNS. And this morning, we're looking at lawns and gardens, making your lawn and garden better. Uh, one thing that people do this time of the year, and you might tell us a little about that, they're wanting their yards to look better, mm-hmm. and they also don't want to take too much time to mow them, <laughs> and so they mow them very short, mm-hmm. and the yard turns very brown. Yes. Uh, <laughs> What can you do if you did that? Well, hopefully don't do that to start. Um, So number one, um, you know, you should adjust your mowing height depending on what kind of grass that you have, what kind of turf that you have. And um, if you're mowing it too short, you're going to damage that grass even more. So each time you mow, you are technically um, damaging that grass blade. So it's a plant and you are cutting it off, right? Um, So make sure your mower blade is um, sharp and make sure that you are not cutting it too closely to the ground because you don't want to remove uh, more than one-third of that blade. So just make sure that you are um, raising up your mower if it's really dry and um, it hasn't received a lot of water in a while. You don't want to damage that too much. So again, most people do cut it too short because, like you say, they don't want to mow all the time. Um, But I would try to make sure that you are adjusting that mower height accordingly uh, based on what kind of turf that you have. Um, So again, raise up that mower a little bit, um, that deck, and make sure that you are not cutting it too closely. And there's plenty of um, information online, uh, Tennessee Turf, and you can find that there. And it has information on every kind of turf that we have um, that grows here in Tennessee. Um, And so you can find one on Bermuda. You can find one on Fescue, and you can find one on St. Augustine grass or whatever you want to look up, and they have those available for you. So, again, look those up. See uh, what they recommend for a mower um, height. All righty. We're looking at lawns and gardens and gardens and food and cheese, (laughs) whatever you're wanting to talk about. Give us a shout. Rachel Painter is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We're going to check on the weather, the traffic, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS. AM, FM, online. If I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we are happy to be here to help you take care of your pets. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery. Here at Animal City, we have a variety of products to suit almost any pet, including premium foods, toys, and habitat accessories. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Good morning. Still watching heavy traffic flow here on through the construction zone on I-24 going westbound, passing Bell Road up through the Hickory Hollow area. As far as interstate accidents, we've been in pretty decent shape this morning. A lot of traffic, obviously, right now getting on to 840 headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. Hey, vote for Dr. Byron Bush, Republican for U.S. Senate. Log on now, bushforsenate.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the west around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 66. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. COVID 19 has changed our world, and First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We understand your uncertainty, and First National Bank of Murfreesboro is always here for our customers. We encourage the use of our digital tools, ATM, mobile banking, mobile deposit, internet, and phone banking, and even the drive-through. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Member FDIC. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome back. Give us a call, 615-893-1450. I'm always dreaming, dreaming. Love will be mine, searching. I'm always searching, hoping someday I'll find. Rachel Peters with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. And, of course, Farmer's Market is tomorrow, 7 in the morning until noon, there at the Lane Agri-Park. And then on Saturday, up on the Murfreesboro Square, it's the Saturday Main Street Market. And that's from 8 in the morning until noon on Saturday. Let's take some phone calls. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Rachel Pater. How are you today? doing great. I had a question for Miss Rachel. Okay. I've got some peach trees, and uh, I sprayed them last fall after the leaves are off with uh, retention oil for worms mm-hmm. and so forth and bugs. Sprayed them again this spring before they put leaves out. And then after they bloomed, I've been spraying them with this uh, Bonide, B-O-N-I-D-E, uh, fruit tree spray. And supposed to, I got it from Hooper Supply, it's supposed to be for an insecticide and a, a fungicide for uh, brown mold on peaches and so forth and worms. I'm not having any luck. Can you tell me what I'm doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Yeah. So what's going wrong with the peach tree? What are you seeing? I'm seeing worms in the peaches, and I'm seeing brown mold. Some of them are totally uh, shrinking up on the tree, mm-hmm. and some of them have spots on the peaches that's turning brown, like the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you could have what is called gamosis, um, and there's also there's tons of issues with peaches here in Tennessee, actually, um, and. 
you've got to be very vigilant on spraying at the right times. So we have a spray schedule online, um, and I can also email that to you if you need it. But um, it's called our fruit tree spray schedule, and it outlines when to spray what. So, um, you know, if you if you sprayed, how many times did you spray this spring? Do you know? I've sprayed three times so far, and okay. they say that's as many as you can spray. I can give you the ingredients if that would tell you anything. Yeah, what's the active ingredients on that? Okay, Captain C-A-P-T-A-N. Mm-hmm. It's 11.76%. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.0%. And C-A-T-A-R-Y-L. Mm-hmm. It's uh, eight point. Oh, no, it's point three percent. That should have done it um, if you were spraying at the correct times. So um, I started spraying after the blooms uh, had come on the plant. You know, after the bees had got through pollinated, mm-hmm. and I've been spraying about every four weeks. Hmm. Well, um, you know, very first spray for peaches is when um, the buds start to swell. So before they open up, that's when you would be doing the oil. And that is for um, the aphids and scales and smaller insects like that. Right when they first um, bloom, it's not really needed, like you said. But whenever the petals start to fall off of that uh, bloom, that is when you need to start spraying that captan, that um, insecticide that you have. Um, And then... You can also be spraying the malathion, uh, which, you know, that's what you were saying is in that, that you have. And that is what is supposed to be uh, controlling uh, the oriental fruit moth, which could be uh, what is causing that um, the worms that you're saying is coming out of your uh, peaches. Um, So I'm not sure what the issue is. It sounds like you're doing what you should. Um but if you want to send me some photos, I can look at those um, or, um, you know, contact me in some way. I can try to figure out what might be going on um, or trying to figure out a, a sample to see what is actually uh, coming out of those peaches. be happy to do that for you. But it sounds like you're spraying like you should. Um, have you had any luck in the past? Well, on peaches? Uh, I didn't have any of the brown mold until a couple of years ago it started. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been picking up all the peaches that fell, mm-hmm. trying to keep it out of the ground and what have you, and the worms. And yesterday, uh, I noticed uh, I haven't had any very few peaches falling off the trees. And my neighbor came by yesterday, and he says, all your peaches are turning brown. <laughs> I went out there and looked. And I picked over a gallon that mm-hmm. had small brown spots on them, and some of them, uh, they'd be two together on the tree, and they'd be totally brown and just shrunk up. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. It sounds like you uh, were spraying like you should have. Again, the if you look for gamosis, it's, uh, if you look it up, it's G-U-M-M-O-S-I-S, and that is the gummy substance that's coming out. Um, that, that that I see coming out of the peaches that ha- look like they have worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sometimes, you know, it might be best to just start over with a variety that is more resistant or, um, you know, a newer hybrid that actually 
you know, has more resistance to these kind of issues. Sometimes once they have it, it's um, hard to get rid of it. So, you know, if this started a couple years ago where it started kind of going downhill from there, it might be hard to actually pull it back from from there. So, um, you know, fungicides, they protect. They don't bring anything back. So once it has it, you've got to be very vigilant on spraying. It sounds like you have been, but um, it might be best to just start over with a, a newer variety. Is that in the tree itself, or where is this coming from? Um, gamosis can actually come into the tree itself, and it can be in the trunk. So it can, you know, again, it can be very hard to... Um, to bring that back and um it can it can be caused for many different things but uh the the bleeding coming out of the trunk or the bark itself or even on the branches is gamosis okay no i don't have any bleeding like that it's coming out of the peach itself the uh sort of clear like uh bleeding substance looked mm-hmm. like where worms were in it to me that that told me there was worms in it all mo, all my peaches except one, they came from peach seeds out of Georgia where I ate the peach and saved the seeds. I planted the seeds, grew the plant, and now have transplanted them. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the plants came from. So I know they didn't come from a nursery or anything. Okay. So that could be part of the issue is just because if you planted them from those seeds, then you don't know the exact variety of what you have because... Um, a seed, if it came from a, a peach that was a hybrid to start with, then there's no telling what kind of uh, traits that plant has. So it's best to start with a good nursery stock that um, is going to have resistance to some of these issues. So if you would start over with a, a good uh, resistant variety, then that would be the best bet. Sounds like I'm sort of out of luck, then. What <laughs> <laughs> was not the answer you no, wanted? No, <laughs> no. Yes, it's best to start with a good variety, a cultivar that has resistance to some of these issues, um, or um, you know, that way you're not starting with a hybrid seed that you don't know what you're going to get. Well, these peaches taste good when I got them out of Georgia. Yes, but the seeds inside might not necessarily be the same exact variety as those that you ate. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought it would be have to be the same variety you were eating if they were inside the peach. No, sir. No, that's a common misconception, I guess you could say. Um, But if it comes from a hybrid plant, then um, the seeds that are inside are not necessarily the same as the parent plant. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, then. Thank you much. Good luck to you. Let me ask you this, Rachel. What kind of plant is, you know, hardy in this area? I mean, we we have our own unique uh, soil and everything, climate. Well, not generally fruit trees. Not generally Um, fruit trees. Yeah. Um, There's plenty of different plants that are hardy for this area. Um, We're in kind of a, a temperate area, so that means that we have some cold weather but um you know not necessarily huge freezes uh like further up north um but it just kind of depends what you're looking for as far as you know a vegetable or fruit or you know just a normal tree so um depends on what you're looking for i guess so i guess we really uh need to be in a warmer area for peaches to do better is that what it is Mm -hmm. well and we have high humidity um we have um 
you know, the environment is very conducive to fungal pathogen issues, things like that. Um, so, and some of our winters, if they're more mild, then they won't kill off a lot of those insect issues. So that's why uh, you really want to start off with a good cultivar to start with. All righty. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. I could tell that he was not looking for that answer no, start yeah, over again yeah. it sounded like he was on the right path he did have the right um you know pesticide but sometimes it's too late so if some of you have had that same problem uh, you may want to call and share what kind of you know results you had from spraying or mm-hmm. uh, maybe you planted a different type of peach and it's working better for you <laughs> we'd love to hear from you yes. now the peaches they sell at the uh, at the farmer's market tomorrow mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing do they have peaches there yet i'm not sure i haven't seen any there yet but i haven't been in a couple weeks um so probably um they should right now have some i would say if they're growing them then they should be coming in Right now, or at least pretty soon. So if a person is growing peaches Mm -hmm. here in this area, uh, do they have an orchard, uh, which might be a different approach to growing peaches, Mm -hmm. or do they just grow with a few peaches out in the yard? Um, It depends. So we have some people that grow just at their home, um, and they would maybe only have a couple trees, uh, two, three, four, Um, but... You know, again, somebody that might be selling at a market might have more. It just kind of depends. Um, but in general, they here in Tennessee, you're going to have to spray a fruit tree for it to produce um, anything worth eating. And, again, you can find that home fruit spray online. Um, it's just called the Home Fruit Disease and Insect Control Home Fruit Spray Guide. And it goes through um, all different kinds of fruit trees that are grown here in Tennessee and when to spray what. So um, it's really important to follow that spray schedule or you're not going to have anything worth eating um, at the end of the day. So um, you just can't grow them here without spraying something. Here's a text from a listener who said, I planted some Jet Star tomatoes. And the plants are doing tremendously. They are big. (laughs) They are healthy. They are green. (laughs) But I'm not getting very many tomatoes. (laughs) What could be my problem? (laughs) Well, um, they could be over-applying fertilizer. Um, So if they have been applying a lot of nitrogen, then that's going to put energy into the foliage of that plant. So that means that they, if they've been, been applying a high nitrogen fertilizer, then that plant is just putting more energy into putting out more leaves. Um, so uh, that could be part of the issue. Um, you know, think about what you're applying, how much fertilizer you're applying, or even some people are applying other um, materials, you know, compost or something like that that might have a high nitrogen ratio. Um so that could be one of the main issues. Um, you might want to go through and just remove some of those. Um, people call that suckering. I do that just to promote airflow. Um, so you might want to promote more airflow through that canopy of that plant. I mean, I have tomato plants that have a lot of tomatoes on them, but they're still green. So um, when people grow tomatoes, they feel like as soon as they get those tomatoes on there, they think they should just ripen up and be red and ready to eat. But they actually take quite a bit of time. So, um, you know, maybe in the meantime, 
sucker some of those uh, leaves off to remove some of those, and hopefully it'll put some energy into putting on more tomatoes. I hope they have blooms, at least. Did they have blooms? We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. You, you said sometimes yours take a long time mm-hmm. uh, to turn red, that they stay green for a long time. Mm-hmm. If you're toward the end of the season and you don't want the you know a freeze to get them, mm-hmm. Would you be better off uh, picking them while they are green and cooking them? Are those? Yeah, I mean, the plant, if it's near frost, then, um, you know, I'd rather pick them and and use them in some fashion than let the frost get them uh, because that's going to shut down that process. So inside the tomato, um, even if you purchase a tomato, if you put it in your uh, fridge, then you are going to shut down that process um, of it creating Um, the sugars and um, ripening. So if you buy a tomato and you put it in the fridge, it's actually going to start um, decreasing in quality. So you would rather put your tomato on the counter, um, even in a windowsill, something like that, instead of in the fridge. I know I like mine to actually be cold, though, when I eat it. So right before, you know, you eat it or whatever, you might Mm want to put it in there. Um, But you don't want to do that for days in advance because it's going to shut down that process. You also want to make sure you're putting it on its shoulders, um, which is the top of the tomato, um, because that's the strongest part. So instead of sitting it on the bottom of the tomato on your counter, uh, make sure you turn it over and put it on its shoulders. That's what those are called. Um, And again, that'll allow that process to continue. It'll taste better, much better than if you put it in the fridge. Okay. Uh, And here's a a listener who's asking. A while back they said they heard that if you picked the tomatoes uh, in the morning or afternoon and they couldn't remember which, (laughs) that that they would be sweeter. Uh, When is that? Morning or afternoon? Um, If you pick tomatoes in the afternoon, they should taste better because they've had all day for the sunshine to be hitting them. Um, In the morning, again, it's that same kind of process that's going on inside of it um, with the acids and the sugar levels. And um, so that's what is happening. It's kind of decreased that process. So if you pick them at the end of the afternoon, um, right before the sun kind of starts going towards dusk, then um, it would have had longer for that process to happen throughout the day. So eat them then. I mean, don't mm-hmm. yeah. don't sit them in the house upside and down. Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or stick them in the refrigerator. Yes. Uh, just eat them right then and mm-hmm. enjoy the sweetness of them. Yes. All righty. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We are talking about lawns and gardens this morning. So if you have a question about a lawn or a garden or tomato plants or something of that sort, give us a shout. We have about 10 more minutes left in the broadcast. Don't waste any time. Call quickly, 615-893-1450. We will be right back. Stay with us. You know them. People like Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line, and a great gift department for whatever kind of gift you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's grooming products. We also have our Farmhouse Fresh for our ladies. 
This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. If only I could spend my whole paycheck on new tires. Said no one ever. Which is why Bud's Tire Pros makes buying Michelin tires simpler. Allison Mitchell at Bud's Tire Pros says that they offer a straightforward approach to service and they include a nationwide warranty with every purchase. We're your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs, including alignments, oil changes, brake service, engine repair, and much more. Stop by today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Tire Pros, hassle-free guaranteed. Visit BudsTireProsTN.com. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the west around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 66. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. We just want to let everyone know that we've provided tours at the villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community. While we know these last months have been challenging for everyone, we feel we've grown closer as a family and we take pride in the safety, support, and care we have been able to provide to our residents during this challenging time. We are pleased to be able to show our community again and would love for you to have a look at what independent living could mean to you. This is Hope Rogers with the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community, 2550 Willow Oak Trail. Call me at 615-848-3030. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Athletics. WGNS AM, FM, online. Welcome back. We have about five minutes left in the broadcast, so give us a shout or send us a text, all at 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. Rachel Painter is with us on the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. 615-893-1450. A reminder again, tomorrow is the farmer's market. Seven in the morning until noon. A word to the wise, get there early. And here's another text message. Is it too late in the season to have my soil tested? No, it is not. Um, you can test your soil any time of the year. Um, and our soil testing boxes are on the outside of our office in a box ready for you to pick up. So um, there's the box in there and the blue sheet for information for you that goes with your box. So make sure you fill that out. And it does cost $15. And you will have to get that to the lab itself in Nashville. So um, their address is on that sheet. But, um, again, it's near Ellington. It's at Ellington. And um, it's just called the Soil Plant and Pest Center. And you can look that up. But, again, the address is on that sheet. And so um, the instructions are there as well. So just find our boxes outside the office, and uh, you can do that. And they should send you results within two weeks by email. So make sure you put the right email on there that you would like to get information from um, or sent to. Um, But, yes, you can go ahead and do a soil test now. And that's a fun place to go, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They have a museum and everything. Yes. Uh, take your picnic with you. I mean, just make mm-hmm. a day of it. Yes. Uh, 
take the kids uh, mm-hmm. if you have kids. Uh, if you don't have them, don't uh, don't or, take them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if you have kids, take the picnic and, and just enjoy it. Cause mm-hmm. It's sort of a farm atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. They also have the cultivate garden there. C U L two V A T E. Um, so it's interesting to see all of that going on there in so the what middle is of that? Nashville. What is cult? Um, it's a garden that they grow uh, vegetables for lower income there in the area, I believe. Um, I've he- only heard a little bit about it, but they say that it's gorgeous. It's really pretty to go and see that and see what's going on there. So it's really neat. Now, I have not seen the museum. We were up there a while mm-hmm. back, and they were having a meeting or something mm-hmm. in the museum. Uh, and so it was closed to the public. What what kind of things are in the museum? Do you? I believe it just has um, some of the history of agriculture in Tennessee there. Um, I haven't been in there either yet um, since they, I believe they renovated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been able to visit that uh, since they did. But I'm not sure if it's open. I'm not sure. You might want to check on that before you go. But um, yes, the Soil Plant and Pest Center is kind of on the outside of uh, Ellington. Um, on a small little road, so you can find it there. But, um, yeah, I hope that's open. I hope you can go and visit and see that. Um, I I think that would be a great little field trip for kids to go on as well. Um, Just a side note here, um, I've heard a lot of people get confused recently about um, watering their garden. So as it comes drier, um, you do need to water your garden. Check to see if you need to water first with your finger. Just stick it down in the soil and see if it's moist. Um, on the tip of your finger and um, if it's not if it's dry you need to water but make sure you're watering the soil not the plant itself the soil um, so that that plant can uptake that water through its root system so don't water the plant water the soil and then also the best time to pick most vegetables um, is actually in the morning after they dry off so um, you know wait for the dew to lift you don't want to pick them when they're wet because that can spread uh, fungal pathogens so you want to wait until they dry off so let the dew lift so probably around 9 a.m i would guess is probably when that's ready to go Um, but that is when you want to pick most vegetables so again uh, wait for the dew to lift though don't don't water everything and water the plant itself and then go and pick everything you want to pick vegetables when they're dry now, this may be some terrible sign, but <laughs> you were mentioning about how dry everything is. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing the other day our, our grass is still green. It still mm-hmm. looks good and everything. But as, as you look at it closely, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the earth in between, <laughs> the, and yeah. it is really cracked open. I mm-hmm. mean, so it's... It's dry. It's hungry. It's yes, thirsty. Yeah. We did have some recent rains here the last couple of days, but um, they haven't been really heavy rainfalls, you know, with a lot of rain. So um, check that. I mean, we've had a little bit of rainfall, but um, make check on your plants. <laughs> make sure they're all right, especially if we go a few more days without rain. So you would need to water it yourself if it mm-hmm. doesn't get rain. Yes. Yeah. How much rain? How, when do we know? Hey, we need to we need to put our own water on there. Again, just check the soil. Um, so your best instrument is your finger for that because everybody gets different rainfall, mm-hmm. um, and so and different factors also play with dryness. So um, wind in a certain area, you know, my house could be different from yours because of the wind that we receive. Um, or the sunlight penetrating through um, the canopy if there's trees or if there's no coverage at all. So there's many different factors that go into how dry that soil could be. So, um, again, check 
check that, see if it's dry, um, especially, you know, vegetable gardens or potted plants, flowers um, that could dry out faster. Like a raised bed will dry out faster than something that's in the ground uh, just because it receives more airflow or the soil heats up faster. So um, just check that and check it daily. And so if you go out to stick your finger into the soil mm-hmm. and you hear your bone break. <laughs> you, you know it's dry. <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Word to the wise. Once again, uh, Farmer's Market tomorrow. Tell mm-hmm. us about it. Yes. Yeah, 7 a.m. until noon. Get out there early. Um, get your vegetables from our local producers. And again, 7 a.m. T- until noon. We are requesting um, you will need to wear a mask and um you know, just be mindful, you know, as you go. But please go and support those farmers. Very definitely. And there are still the free classes, but you watch those online. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where, where do you get those? Online? Those are on our YouTube channel, uh, Rutherford County Extension. Uh, you should be able to pull that up on our YouTube channel. And they're also on our Facebook page. So please find that and view those videos. We have tons of them already up there. So if you haven't found those yet, you can go watch hours and hours of uh, educational videos. Binge on education. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Rachel Painter visiting with us today from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Rachel, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. Truman's next, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro.